Tonight, Bebo saves Christmas, Woody gets fighty, and Lord of the Rings goes to the other hobbits. All that and more on the comic book edition of Multiverse Tonight. Comic books, sci-fi, fantasy, and more. If you're looking for a roundup of geeky news, you're in the right place. This is Multiverse Tonight. Here's your host, Thomas Townley. Hello and welcome to episode 146 of Multiverse Tonight, the comic book edition. And of course, your host, Thomas Townley. And you know, the other day I was just kind of, you know, as a work, just, you know, mindlessly doing, you know, my work stuff. And I thought, you know, maybe they should restart the DC movie universe. And started the way they started the Marvel movie universe with a character that's not widely known. Martian Manhunter. Well, start Martian Manhunter. You start the movie, um, you establish the Martian, Martian Manhunter's life on Mars, you know, tracking down, you know, tracking down other Martians, uh, and have him like track that. He's, he's working to track down, uh, some white Martian terrorists. And while he's in the middle of the investigation, all of a sudden he gets, he gets beamed off planet, lands on Earth, uh, the guy who, who accidentally captures him, uh, dies of a heart attack, and the lab is destroyed, so he's stuck on Earth. And so, uh, you, you know, so he's stuck there for a while. He has to, let's say he, 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 you know, Basically learns the, you know, the be human, learns how to disguise. And so we can have a montage of him learning, you know, learning different identities and stuff like that. And then we get to a, a, you know, he has to save, he has to save someone. And, you know, he has a chance in that person has perfected the same technology that could get him back to Mars. So he has to go rescue that person. And, you know, at the end, you know, big villain fight. Ooh, turns out white Martians are on earth too. Uh, at the end, he, you know, he manages to save the person, but the work is destroyed again. And so he's, he's downtrodden. And then you get, but you know, he's, you know, resigns to living life on Earth, you know, and maybe he just, you know, he needs to put a team together to help him. And then you get to the the end credit scene and Batman comes in and says, we'd like you to help build, you know, build this team we're thinking of. And we have the, we, and uh, I'll help build that technology, get you home, you know, something like that, you know, Something, something in, in that kind of thing. You know, that was, that was my thought. You know, it's like, you know, do it like that. Don't, don't give us a Batman or Superman movie top of the, top of the, top of the bill and wait to like the second set of movies to give Batman and Superman movie. They've had movies. 
we know who Batman is. We know who Superman is. Well, we know how they are in the comic books, and we know how they are in the movies, which is seemingly two different things. But anyway, uh, that's just me kind of blue sky. Let's go on to the DC Comics news. And uh, we start DC Comics news with DC Fandom. Now, fans who register for DC's online fandom con will get two non-fungible tokens starting uh, that st- that started this past October 5th. Fans can get a free NFT chosen by Jim Lee, DC publisher and chief creative officer. Now, fans can also get a second one by sharing it on social media. The NFTs will include characters such as Batman, Superman, Green Lantern, Wonder Woman, and Harley Quinn, as well as comic book covers in three levels of rarity. For example, Wonder Woman will include covers at the common level, 1987's Wonder Woman number 1 by George Perez. The rare level would be 2000 2021's Nubia and the Amazons number 1 by Elitha Martinez. And the legendary level would be your floor on 2021's Future State Wonder Woman number one by Jenny Friesen. Now, DC Fandom returns on October 16th. And, uh, they, they sent me a thing for an NFT today and I, I sent it in, but so far I haven't seen it, the NFT show up in my, in my inbox yet. So, you know, stay tuned for that, I guess. The Batman webtoon, uh, Wayne Wayne Family Adventures has been tapped to be turned into a live-action miniseries. The people at Eismahawk will be making the miniseries for the YouTube channel. Uh, From the press release, quote, Batman, the Family Adventures is the first original DC story by Webtoon. This will be a live-action adaptation from the Webtoon comic, which drew more than 400,000 readers in the first two days alone. In the Webtoon comic... It follows Bruce Wayne and the challenges he faces as a father figure to an endless supply of adopted and fostered and biological superhero children. Unquote. Now, the live-action adaptation will be directed by Eismahawk's Danny Shepard and director of photography helmed by Eismahawk's Jeremy Lee. Uh, distribution, distribution will be will be in mid-October 2021 as part of a three-part miniseries on Eismahawk's YouTube channel. Now, uh... Oh. And uh, more on that, feature cast, me- feature, feature cast members will include Jonathan Bentley as Bruce Wayne, Yoshi Suzaharso as Dick Grayson, Nightwing, Lisa Follis as Bruce as Barbara Gordon, and uh, there's a lot more. Uh, you can read about it in the show notes. Unquote. John Wesley Shipp will be back for season eight of The Flash. Uh, he told C- he told the comic book resources, quote. I'm not sure exactly what time it will be, but Eric Wallace and I have discussed having the opportunity to explore Jake Garrick as a mentor that we missed with Wally. There was an opportunity with Wally, but we missed it. I would love now to be able to fulfill that playing Jay, that relationship they, that they set up, and that Jordan Fisher set up and the writers set up so beautifully in the last two Flash episodes. Unquote. Little Flash comes back on November 16th. And over on Stargirl, Joel McHale has been promoted to series regular for the show's third season. Now, Joel McHale plays Stargirl's predecessor, Sylvester Pemberton, a.k.a. Starman. The character supposedly died in the series premiere, but recently returned to life. DC's Stargirl is currently airing on Tuesdays on The CW. 
and uh, more CW news. The Bebo Saves Christmas Holiday Special has been uh, has been selected for Wednesday, December first, with an encore presentation on December twenty first. The special is described as quote. Everyone's favorite fuzzy toy turned furry god will once again be a hero as he tries to save Christmas in this all-new animated one-hour special, Bebo Saves Christmas. When Sprinkles, voiced by Chris Kattan, an efficiency-obsessed elf, decides that Christmas would run better without Santa Claus, voiced by Ernie Hudson, Bebo, voiced by Ben Diskin, and his friends travel to the North Pole to help discover what truly makes Christmas meaningful. Also starring Kamiko Glenn as the voice of Tweebo, Yvette Nicole Brown as the voice of Turbo, Keith Ferguson as the voice of Flebo, and Victor Garber as the narrator. Bebo Saves Christmas is produced by Warner Brothers Animation and is written by Matt Mala and Kevin Schnick and executive produced by Sam Register, Greg Berlanti, Sarah Schnecker, David Madden, Phil Clymer, Granine Godfrey, and Mark Guggenheim with Kidos to Shimzui. Unquote. Now, that was just silly. Let's go on to the Marvel Comics news. Now, remember the Gamora episode in Season 1 of What If? No? That's because it didn't happen yet. Now, you'll if you watch the season finale of uh, the show What If, uh, you'll see that Gamora was tapped by the Watcher to help save the multiverse, but we didn't see her in any of the previous eight episodes. In an interview with ComicBook.com, exec producer and head writer A.C. Bradley told why. Quote, We definitely will uh, see Gamora. What happened with the Gamora episode, there was originally supposed to be, early on in the season, a Tony and Gamora-centric episode. However, due to COVID and production delays, one of our amazing, amazing, amazing animation houses around the globe got hit pretty hard by the pandemic. And we were left with two choices. Push the entire season back to later this year, or push this one episode to season two. We made the choice to push that episode to season two, and hope that seeing Gamora in the finale serves as a teaser for what is to come. In season two, it'll almost be like a little bit of a prequel. We'll see how Tony and Gamora became friends, because those two don't even interact in the main MCU universe. Unquote. Venom 2 star Woody Harrelson has, was apparently involved in a fight at the Wargate Hotel in Washington, D.C. The fight apparently broke out on October 6th, with police reports obtained from insiders detailing how the fight got started. Reportedly, Woody Harrelson confronted a man that was taking pictures of him and requested that he stop taking pictures and erase those he had already taken. An argument said to have ensued with the man reportedly trying to grab Harrelson by the neck or throat, linked to the defensive punch to ward him off. Police were called to the scene after 11 p.m. Now, Woody Harrelson has not been charged with any crime at this time. The actor had been on scene at the Wargate Hotel filming HBO's The Wargate Plumbers, a series detailing how the location led to President Richard Nixon's downfall in the 1970s Watergate scandal. Venom, too, uh, has broken multiple theatrical records in its opening weekend and has tied with Shang-Chi in crossing the $100 million mark in its first five days. Marvel, according to source reports to, to Variety, is working on a WandaVision spin-off starring Katherine Hahn for Disney+. 
Han would reprise the role of Agatha Harkness, and it would be a dark comedy with WandaVision dead, WandaVision's uh, head writer, Jack Schaeffer, who would serve as the writer and executive producer on the show. It would be the first project for Schaefer, who has gone on under her overall deal with Marvel and 20th Television. Marvel Studios India's Twitter account might have accidentally listed the release date for the new Blade movie. The graphic they had for the 2022 slate of movies listed October 7th, 2022 as the date. Now, Marvel has kept the speculation alive by saying nothing at all. Now, let's go on. To the geek news. Jake Gyllenhaal will be starring in director Sam Hargreaves' adaptation of Rob Liefeld's comic Prophet. Gyllenhaal will star as John Prophet, a man conscripted by Germans near the end of World War II and subjected to scientific experiments that gave him superhuman strength. Mark Guggenheim, described known for his work on the CW's Arrowverse TV shows, is penning the script. Now, in the film, John Prophet volunteers for a German experiment near the end of World War II in order to feed his family. After a bombing buries him alive and traps him underground for 20 years, he reawakens in 1965 where things are not great for Prophet. The world has moved on without him, his daughter resents him, and KGB agents are after him to create super soldiers from his blood. The movie is being made by Studio 8 Productions. Manja creator Tako Saito, Saito has died. Takao uh, has been known for was known best for creating Golgo 13, the story of a professional hitman which was first published in 1968 and later adapted into games and films. The 201st edition of the manga came out this past July, breaking the Guinness World Record for the most volumes ever published of a single manga series. Sato published uh, passed away from pancreatic cancer. He was 84 years old. Lower the Rings will have a multi-ethnic hobbit tribe. British comedian Sir Lenny Henry, who will appear in the series as a Harfoot, a multi-ethnic tribe of hobbits that were mentioned in the original Tolkien books but were absent from the original film trilogy, recently spoke about what it was like to play a black hobbit. Unquote. For the last two years, I've been working on Lord of the Rings. It's an extraordinary thing. It's the biggest television show that's ever been made in terms of money and headcount. Literally a hundred people on set glaring at you and trying to work out what you'll look like four feet tall. Unquote. Now, uh, Henry had gave this interview with BBC Four as reported by Bleeding Cool. He uh, also told them, quote, I'm a Harfoot because J.R.R. Token, who was also from Birmingham, suddenly there were black hobbits. I'm a black hobbit. It's brilliant. It's what's notable about this run of the books. It's a prequel to the age that we see in the films. It's about the early days of the Shire and Tolkien's environment. So we're an indigenous population of Harfoots. We're hobbits, but we're called Harfoots. We're multicultural. We're a tribe, not a race, so we're black, Asian, and brown, even Maori types within it. Unquote. Now, uh, Harfoots are one of three breeds of hobbits, the other two being stores and fallowhides. The series, which takes place during the Second Age, thousands of years before the events of The Lord of the Rings, will depict an early age of Harfoots when they first begin migrating west. In the books, Tolkien described the Harfoots as browner skin than other hobbits. They were also the first to migrate westward and were on particularly friendly terms with the dwarves. The Lord of the Rings will premiere on Amazon Prime on September 2nd, 2022. 
Kurt Busiek's catalog of titles, including Astro City, Aerosmith, and Autumn Lands, will release new content out of Image Comics next year. Now, January 2022, we'll see Busiek team up with Carlos Pancio of, from Fantastic Four, Avengers Forever, Final Crisis, X-Men, and Superman for Aerosmith, Behind Enemy Lines. The six-issue miniseries will then be followed in February by the release of a remastered hardcover collected edition of the original series. March 2022 will feature Astro City's return as Busiek collaborates with Brent Anderson, Alex Ross, and Alex Sinclair for a one-shot special that introduces new characters along with the release of collected editions. Free Agents is a new series by Busiek and co-writer Fabian Nasia and artist Stephanie uh, Stephen Mooney that joins Autumn Lands from Busiek, Benjamin Dewey, and Jordi Belair for, the, for a late 2022 release. Now, in a statement, Busiek said... I'm thrilled to be back at Image and glad to be working on with Eric Stevenson and the whole crew here. Image is the best comics publisher for career-owned work. It's very nice to be bringing my comics, my books together again uh, here, where they can be available as a group supported by the team here and sitting alongside such great series as Saga, The Walking Dead, Criminal, Savage Dragon, and so many more. And not just because Image is only about 20 minutes from where I live, so I can actually drop by the place once the pandemic is in the rear view. My creative partners and I are looking forward to having a home for the work we're doing now and lots of ide- new ideas to come. Unquote. Now, some of Busick's backlist of titles, such as Shock Rockets, Superstars Seen on TV, and The Wizard's Tale will be getting re-releases at Image. Aerosmith Beyond, Behind Enemy Lines goes on sale on, on January 19th, 2022, followed by Aerosmith, Aerosmith So Smart in Their Fine Uniforms on February 23rd, 2022, and in bookstores on March 1st, 2022. After an almost 19-year run at Universal Studios Florida, the Shrek 4D attraction will be shutting down as the park continues to modernize their attractions. Now, the ride will close for good on January 10th, 2022. The ride combined elements of a coaster with an original story, with Shrek 4D's central plot being Shrek and Donkey rescuing Princess Fiona from the ghosts of Lord Farquaad. DreamWorks uh, returned to animate the story for the ride and later released it on DVD as Shrek 3D to coincide with the theatrical premiere of Shrek 2. Now, no word on what will be replacing that ride. Unquote. And that, today, brings us to the end of the comic book news. Now, be sure to check us out on social media. We're at Twitter, at Multiverse Tom. We're also on Facebook and Instagram as well. And if you'd like to contribute financially to the show, check out the show notes, visit the Tee Public Store, and so much more. Head on over to MultiverseTonight.com. Now, if you're a subscriber, thank you. Thank you very much. Be sure to share us with friends and family. Uh, if you're brand new to the show, uh, please be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button and leave us with some feedback. Let me know how we're doing. Now, special thanks to Shane Ivers for the intro music and Lobo Loco for the outro theme music. Thanks for watching the comic book edition of Multiverse Tonight. We'll be back in just two weeks with a brand new sci-fi and comic book edition. Now, please exit the universe in an orderly fashion. Good night. Multiverse Tonight is a production of Half Big Genre Productions, copyright 2021, all rights reserved.